back. We are WNST, AM 1570, Towson, Baltimore. We're doing Crab Cake Row. It is a cup of soup or bowl. I have had a cup of soup that felt like a bowl, uh, but uh, it, it, it wasn't what, like, really, like, you know, where I was. But um, I'm going to come back later on and make that happen, though. So we're doing it all courtesy of our friends at the Maryland Lottery. Ten times the cash is the way to make that happen. Top prize is $10,000. Our friends at Window Nation as well, 866-90-NATION. And Jiffy Lube Multi-Care, the way to make that happen. We've had great guests here today. I've only cried two and a half times. I'm not going to cry in this segment, I don't think, but I'm going to try to figure it all out here. Um, this is maybe a favorite segment of, of the day, I think. Um, and she's, she's laughing and she's giggling and, and, and smiling, but uh, I think Trish Woodward's going to be uh, one of my favorites here. I didn't recognize your name because you're, like, married now, right? right? But you wrote me an email that I got three days ago, two days ago, and it like, became a topic of conversation with my wife at the dinner table. I'm like, you're not going to believe how small to more, small to more can be. That when I give a shout-out to my community and say, I need charity people, community people, stories I've never told, like that amazing story I just told with St. John's, yep. uh, the food pantry in Essex, and I've had animal people out here. Um, I've had military, lots of food people and pantries for the Maryland Food Bank. And by the way, if you're still out driving around listening to Rush Hour Traffic, uh, stop by. We're at Costas Inn. Um, we're in Dundalk. You can bring canned goods. Lots of people have done that. We've got, uh, we're on a second table right now full of canned goods. Uh, if you do that, we give you a cup of soup or bowl. Uh, Trish heard about this. I don't know. Like I... I'll let you tell the story because, yep. like, you sent me an email. You linked in me. You messaged me on LinkedIn. Somebody recommended you. Yeah. I mean, that's what somebody wrote to me and said, you need to feature camp opportunity. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. Okay. And when I wrote to you, you said it has Dundalk roots. Do you said Dundalk roots yeah. or Colgate roots? I don't know what you Dundalk. said. And then I wrote you back and said, come on by, you know, come at three o'clock or whatever on, 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 Tuesday, because you wanted to come here, and then you wrote me back, and you're like, I know you, and I'm like, okay, I got to hear this, so you want to tell people the story about our childhood? Yeah, absolutely, so um, like you, I went to Colgate, Hollywood, Dundalk. Like him, my son went to yep. Colgate. Yep, yep, so um, you're a couple years older than me, I'm 52, and... I'm 55. Okay, so... You were cast in Oliver at Colgate Elementary. I was by Jack Delaney and yep. Harry Shriver. Oh, Mr. Delaney. And Miss Evangelista, who yes. was the uh, principal there at the time, although she was not my principal, but yes. Yes. So he cast you to come down from the middle school to perform in Oliver. What was the, what was your I was the role? Artful Dodger. Yes, and you were so good. Which was a good. question last night in Jeopardy. Was like, it Really? I went home Monday night, and I was exhausted. Like, I'm going to be tonight, right? Yeah. I mean, I did 12, you know, 12-hour 12 day yesterday. I'm doing 12 hours every day. I haven't done live radio in 10 years. I'm going to be hoarse. And I went home, and I don't say I'm prickly, but, like, I'm, like, really folk. I had to answer your email, send that. And I don't I'm know doing all do this it. stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, nobody. My, my engineer showed up there. He's like, I'm surprised you're alive today, you know? <laughs> Especially with stuff breaking down and me freaking out and, like, whatever. So... My wife's watching Jeopardy, and I'm trying not to be, like, distracted, but it's there, and my computer's here, and, the, and I had her hit pause. I'm, I, whenever I want to talk to her, I'm like, hit pause, because mm -hmm. I want your attention, right? And I said, okay, go back. I'm, I'm answering an email. I said, hit pause, and I looked up, and the question was, it was, this character played art, the art, this was the Artful Dodger. It was, what show is it? And the show was Oliver Twist, yeah. right? Yeah. So I, I said, 
this is crazy that Oliver Twist and the Artful Dodger, and you forgot the Artful Dodger. You even asked I, me what it was. Yeah, I knew I, you were part of Fagin's I was, gang. I was part of Fagin's gang. And that's where I, where I was as well. You were one of the I was bad in the kids. chorus. You had the dirty face <laughs> yep. and all that stuff on. Yep. Yeah, and then yeah, so we were in that show together. I was in sixth grade. You're in middle school, and I just remember consider you, we exchanged, yourself yep. at home. <laughs> consider <laughs> yourself part of the family. So I do that one, and we exchanged class pictures. Oh, I loved it. Dear anything. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It was awesome. It was such a great... He was such a good principal. Like, just... Jack was a beautiful man. Such a beautiful man. And, um, yeah, and I just remember you you coming down. And, of course, you know, you're from the middle school. You're older than everybody. So everybody's like, oh, Nestor, Nestor. You know, and then... It's you, still like that. You took pictures <laughs> with everyone. And you gave us your class picture. And you wrote on the back of it. I'm sure I have it somewhere in, in my box full of folded notes. Tony Nistico was in that show with us. Um... And um, Mr. Shriver, Harry Shriver, was a teacher at o- o- Overly High School. How do you uh, remember and anybody, these names? I remember everything. Oh, my gosh. Um, and, and, and I think we lost Jack in the 80s uh, to, to age-related mm-hmm. um, illness. Uh, he was a beautiful guy. And um, we lost Lem Henson. Mm-hmm. Um, Lemuel Henson was one of the beautiful people in my life. Uh, music teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, he was brutally murdered about four years mm-hmm. after the show. Awful. Um, but on the good side of things, I, uh, that's three cries, dude. Three and a half, three and a quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to lose myself. But So we did the show, and at some point, some parent, and this is 1982, so you yeah. got to put your heads around this. They had a video camera in Dundalk, right? So they had one of those camcorders or shoulder cam- I don't know what it was, but we did a dress rehearsal um, before the show, and it was videotaped. And it was a full run of the show. Um, and I have had that videotape in my videotapes in boxes that moved from Kane Street to White Marsh to two different places. My son went to the hall, Perry Hall. And it moved back out, back downtown to, with me with the tapes. They're like treasured possessions of mine. These, I, had these no idea. Tapes, right? I had no so idea they existed. They're videotapes. And I, I, I always had a working VHS machine, but I never used it. Um, still have it, still works. I don't use it. And when my wife got cancer, I had a lot of time on my hands and I have archival audio of interviewing David Bowie and Robert Plant. And you you know, I have all of this stuff from the eighties that they're on little mini tapes. So they were the first thing because I wanted to put them on the radio and figure out what stupid thing I may have said to David Bowie when I was 19. It actually turned out better than I thought, but I have all, all of my audio tapes from 30 years of doing radio. So I have tapes. I have many... T- People ask, like, how do I make Baltimore? How do you find an old interview with somebody just died? Well, I have them, right? I digitized a lot of that when my wife was ill. Mm-hmm. And it g- gave me something to do in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, you know, like, I just had little recorders with batteries. And I just put it in the garage band and just turned everything mm-hmm. into an MP3 or an MP4. The videos were different. I couldn't take the video player to the hospital in 2014 and 15. So sometime in like 16 or 17, it's before the plague, I got a program, and, and this is what Greg Landry does at Towson Transfers, my friend. He was on the show yesterday. Uh, he was supporting Baltimore Outreach Services, which is at the harbor, which um, takes care of abused women and their children uh, in a church. So you can go listen to that piece. But Greg takes these tapes and transfers them. He does this professionally at Towson Transfers um, right up off Lock Raven Road. And I didn't, I, I, I gave him stuff to get, 
to do for me because I didn't have the equipment. He has a Betamax for crying out loud. <laughs> and I cannot begin to tell you that I didn't know if these tapes would be destroyed, whether they would work or not. Right. Like I thought maybe they would toggle or they would just disintegrate or whatever. But I got the MP4s back of me with John Buren trying out a Channel 13 in 1987. Uh-huh. Stuff that I had that, like, it was on a videotape. What am I going to do with it? Well, then YouTube comes along, right? So I, I got the MP4 of the whole show of Oliver. It sounds good. It looks good. It's, it's real. And I thought this is so personal to me and the 40 people that were in the show and anybody that might care to laugh at me when I was 13 singing mm-hmm. show tunes, right? And you can still laugh at me singing show tunes if you <laughs> wish. Um, that I, I took the pieces of my songs and just edited them out for three minute. I do anything, consider yourself. Mm-hmm. And I put them up on the web and I got people howling. But the, the weirdest part is, and I'd have to go on the Facebook and find the video... The gal, and I, I'm going to forget her name, and I hope, she's, I hope she is listening, but there was a, a grown-up, a woman who wasn't a kid. She was a grown-up in the show. Mm-hmm. She was 22, 22. She was, she was a grown-up, but we were kids. She saw the, the posting. Wow. And she's like, oh, my God, you have that videotape. Like, that's unbelievable. And I connected with her, and I'm, I'm so sorry I forgot your name again, but I haven't seen her. And then you appeared this week mm-hmm. with this Oliver reference <laughs> from 1982, and you do this camp opportunity thing that I'm going to get to in a minute. But uh, so you're the second person. I mean, Jack's dad, Lem, was murdered. Um, I don't know if Harry's alive. I hope he is. Harry, I hope if you're out there, you're a beautiful guy. Um, but it's been 42 years, man. Yeah. And um, I think of Jack as being young and vibrant, and probably he was in his late 30s, early 40s mm-hmm. at the time. I mean, Jack would be 80 now. Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. And we, were, we had this moment in time. So. And we certainly did, yeah. Where did you live in Colgate? Which street were you on? I lived in Eastwood. Oh, you're one of those. Yeah, so... Over with John Allen, the Eastwood kids. Yeah, so they closed our, our elementary you did, school. You did go to element. You, yes. you went to kindergarten and I did Eastwood. it through um, second grade, went to Colgate third grade. Okay. Look at how you turned out. Yeah, I did all right. You were yeah. in Eastwood. It wouldn't yeah. happen, man. Yeah. <laughs> she got a make it happen shirt on. Uh, Trish Woodward, maiden name. Falkenstein. Yeah, I think I remember you yeah. now. I remember yeah. you as Falkenstein. And yeah. when you walked in there, I looked at you and I'm like, I know you. Yeah, I was at your house on Kane Street when you would have those house parties. You're the second one today that yeah. says that you yeah. illegally drank alcohol at my house at 428 Kane Street back in the late 80s. I don't know 90s. if it was illegal, but I'm going to wink, wink. No, no. <laughs> we would never do anything like that at 428 Kane Street. So you were at my parties, too. Did you yeah. play Burger Time? or No. Mm-mm. Is there anything you want to say about my parties other than there was a lot of beer and a lot of girls? There were and- a lot of people. I just remember there being a lot, a lot of people. Um, I'm yeah. lucky I'm not in jail. I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't do anything really bad, but, you know. There was a lot of people at those There were a lot parties. of people at those parties, you know. Yeah. No, it was always fun. Yeah. Yeah. Until yeah. the cops showed up. I mean, Yeah. I think there was, I, I think I've been to two, and I remember the cops at one of them. Just one. <laughs> 50%. What a bad weekend. Um, there were never any fights. It was just... Oh, no. It was, just, it was volume. Peaceful. It was just volume. It was volume. <laughs> volume of people or volume of sound? Volume of both. people. Yeah, yeah, I think both. Yeah. People in the backyard. Yeah. Um, camp opportunity, um, while we're having fun, I mean, this is obviously different. I, I Googled you. I know what you do. Mm-hmm. I told my wife how cool this is going to be to have you on. And by the mm-hmm. way, I told um, everybody, I don't know if you care or not, 
I'm going to give you the MP4 of, of Oliver. I would love it. You have kids and stuff? Yeah, I have three three kids. Well, they're going to love watching oh, that, yeah. right? Yeah. So I already gonna... sent them the little snippet you sent well, me. Well, I'm the star of that. You yeah. were in the whole show. Well, I was right next to you in one of them. That's why I remember you, I yeah. guess. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I would love that whole the whole thing. Oh, well, I, I have it. Yeah. I, I, it's, I, it's just a file transfer at this point. Cool. So you thought it was gone. Yeah. I, I didn't even know it existed. I had right. no idea. Yeah. What's well, not? I got it. Yeah. You got it now too. That's awesome. Camp opportunity. Trish Wilbert's here. Uh, we're Costas. Uh, you get it. I feel like Oprah. You get a lottery ticket. Ten, ten times the cash. I'm giving these out. I'll be at Coco's Wednesday. Thursday, we're going to be at State Fair. Friday, excuse me, at Pappas if I don't lose my voice. I ate some soup. Um, and I'm going to be doing some yoga later on. But uh, let's talk about your kids. Let's talk yeah. about camps. Let's talk about a camp opportunity. And you told me it was born in Dundalk. So it that, certainly I'm was. like, you're perfect, perfect yeah. for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, camp opportunity has been around since 1985. Uh, volunteer run. It was born in Dundalk. Uh, a community of Christ Church, which is no longer here. I think the, the, most, uh, the closest location is now in Laurel. But yeah, they did a study. They ha- the, the church paid to have a study done to figure out what was needed in the community. And they came back to a camp. A camp is needed for the kids in the local community. And so what Camp Opportunity is and has grown into is a traditional overnight summer camp for kids ages 8 to 11 who have experienced abuse and neglect. And so it's not just the one-week camp. They come, they return year after year for up to three or four years, depending on age and grade. And we keep in touch with them throughout the year. One of the, the blessings of the plague or COVID um, is that it's, it's sort of encouraged us to eat, do even more uh, virtual with them. So we each kid goes home with a, a tablet at the end of the week, and then they log into virtual cabin time the first of every month so they get to reconnect virtually with counselors and staff and friends, friends. sure and so so i gotta tell you this my wife told me the worst experience of her life was summer camp she told me last night we're talking about it. she's like they ever tell you about my camp i was 10 there was a girl there she hated me we and i said to my wife i'm like you sound scarred she's like it was awful i hated it and she's like i hope camp opportunity is better than that that's what she said to yeah. me and i said yeah. well i'm gonna meet this girl Trisha knew 40 years ago and yeah. I, I hope she's giving these kids a better opportunity yeah. than that. No, they, my son went to camp. Uh, d- did you hate it? He loved it. Yeah, I thought I said. Yeah. I said to Jen. I said I think Barry loved camp. Yeah, yeah. No, they. they I sent him off to get rid of him because he's painted my. Hand. I mean, <laughs> oh, I, no, I did no the offense. same thing I with my you, kids. But you know, I mean, like. You're 13, dude. Like you had, you, I needed some downtime. Right? Dog. No, I get it. We would, we would do that. I with needed our kids. some me time. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah, he turned out all right. Yeah, look at him. He's he great. went to Colgate. He's fine, yeah. man. He's good. Yeah, we're Santa all thriving. Claus is here. We're look all at that. Thriving. Yeah, yeah. So, but our kids, they love it. They look forward to coming. And you know, you, you guys talk about food insecurity. You know, this population that that we serve. A lot of these these families and kids, they do. You know, you can suffer. never afford a camp, right? It's yeah. So they go for free. They get three square meals a day. That meal time in the dining hall is the favorite time. It's the highlight of their. It summer. is the highlight, right? And I have a, a sad you know, happy story that I'll tell in a minute, but, um, it's, you know, it's just a really great place for kids to go. They get to, you know, get out of their environment. A lot of these kids have never seen the woods before or camped before or had a campfire with, you know, so they're experiencing something completely new. Are there bugs at camp? There are lots of bugs. I don't, that's why I'm not going. I am not a camp counselor. My wife's always trying to get me to go walk in the woods. I'm like, (laughs) 
There's mosquitoes out there. I'm not going out there. <laughs> they don't care. They don't care. We have a swimming pool. They get to go swimming. That's the highlight. They also, they come, some of them with nothing. So we have a shop where they can go and get their toothbrush and clothes and swimsuits and, and swim shoes and flip-flops. Whatever they need for the week, they are taken care of. Um, where is it? So we don't have our own campground yet, um, but we were grandfathered into a week at Camp Hashoa, which is in Carroll County. Okay. It's really great. They've been a great partner for us. For, I sent my kid to West Virginia to, you yeah. know, like, he yeah. could see real nature. Yeah, yeah. Take so that's, me home, country roads. Yeah. Yeah. Carroll County, though. Carroll County. It's a beautiful campground. They've worked with us for since 1985. Um, and, and it's a week. It's, a, it's one week. Okay. It's one week. And, and we're growing. So they, they brought me on last year um, as the uh, executive director. And so this year, we're going to get in another week of camp. We're going to be able to bring camp opportunity to up to 36 more kids. So Two weeks. Two, we're going to have two weeks. All right. Yeah. So, so that's 30, first. Do, do 30... Do, 72 kids. We're going to have up to 72 kids this year. Right. And then the, you know, the, the dream, the, the end game is we're going to have a whole summer of camps of week, you know, weeks of camp for, for Look kids. At you. Yeah. So that's the dream. Um, and, and every Friday well night we'll show way. Oliver. <laughs> yes. Yes. That should be, we do themes. So I should pitch that to Patty Steinberg, one of our founders. She um, is in charge, her and her, her husband, Phil, are in charge of uh, our journey curriculum. And um, so everything is themed when they come to camp. It's uh, last Last year it was Harry Potter. This year it's Kung Fu Panda. So I'll have to suggest. Yeah, they don't know Oliver. Do something. <laughs> do something. The kids like you know. Do or maybe show or tunes something. in general. Show tunes would be fun. Um, yeah, it's it's fun. But my my story I wanted to tell about food insecurity. Patty Steinberg, again, one of our founders, wonderful, just ambassador for for camp. Um, she tells the story about spaghetti and and, and pockets. And so there was a counselor came to her at the time she was the director of the camp and said, you know, I have this camper that has spaghetti in their pockets and um, literal spaghetti in their pockets. So they... Sauce? Sauce too. Okay. Just pulled the, Yeah. Pulled, pulled the kid aside. I'm seeing a Chef Boyardee thing. Had a little chat with the child and, you know, what's, hey, what's going on? You know, why, you know, why'd you put spaghetti in your pockets? And the, the camper said, you know, I've never seen that much food before. And... Wanted to take some with him because of what, you know, these are, again, these are children. Don't know where their next meal's coming from. They don't from. know where yeah. the next, and so when you come to I've camp. I've talked about that all week, yeah. and I'm so, it's so, just so glad that Chad Steele threw me out, and yeah. I could come here and talk to you instead Perspective right now, is, like, be really so honest huge. with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, because uh, my dad starved, right? And then it took mm-hmm. me years, even think, I, until I thought this promotion up, I never really thought, like, about it, but my father would always say, put food in your belly, put food yeah. in your belly. Yeah. yeah, my father stood in soup line. So this yeah. is a little bit about him, I guess. Sure. But more like doing something that's good with meeting people like you. Yeah. I, I told my son, I said, three months ago, he came up with a cup of Super Bowl. That was his idea. Well, done. well, he said to me, it's Super Bowl week. You should do something with crab soup. Then I took it to soup. Would I want a cup of soup or a bowl of soup? Soup or bowl? Soup or bowl? Maybe we should do it the week of the big game. There you go. Yeah, so we're here. So, yeah, uh, yeah. But you, you hear these stories. So, so this, this child... Had spaghetti in their pockets yeah. because they didn't, you, you could have given them a takeout. Like, yeah. You take that back to your room, right? Yeah. But yeah. they didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. How no. old are these kids? They're little so, kids, right? Yeah, they're little. They're ages 8 to 11, sometimes 7 to 12. It all depends on what grade they're in. L- yeah. Little guys. We try to get them before they go to middle school. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's great. So, yeah, you can find us on the web at campopportunity.org. Jack Delaney would be very proud of you. Yeah. He would be. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah, well, I'm he's gonna, proud of you too. Well, I'm going to send you. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I do what I do. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm having fun. You uh, do a lot. Well, thanks for coming out. Um, yeah. Tell everybody how to find you, how to donate, what right. they can do. Is there anything that happens other than these kids going to camp the other 50 weeks of the year around here other than writing a check or being nice? Yeah. I mean, so we're pretty active year round because we do year round programming. So we have like a, a winter event that's coming up this Saturday. That's virtual though. We send packages home. We do stuff around the holidays where we do adopt a camper and we, you know, we do deliver presents to, to their homes. So there's, you know, go on our website. There's a, a whole page about, you know, how to get involved. Um, obviously, donations are great. We're trying to grow. We're trying to get these services um, to, to more kids that need them. Um, there's, you know, over 4,100 kids under court protection in the state of Maryland, and we're serving, you know, this year maybe 72 of them. So How um, do you find them and vet ref- them? Referral sources, so DSS. So if you know someone that has a child yeah, and that, and that, that could use our services, yep, they come for free and we get them to camp we don't let transportation be a barrier we pay for it everything so yeah aren't you awesome yeah i'll have you back again sometime soon yeah i'll, I'll have you watch the whole oliver reading you come back and <laughs> give me an oscar or something like that give <laughs> me right. a jack is All what right. you can give me or i'll a give limb. you a jack yeah 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 um Find the campopportunity.org. Make sure I, yep. I got orgs and nets and comms. Yep. Make sure I get all that together. Did yeah. you get some soup? I, not yet, but I am. All right. Well, yeah. you're, you're done, dog girl. So, you know, make yourself at home. Take yeah. shoes off. Yeah. Church yeah. Woodward, Camp Opportunity. I'm not going to lose my voice by Friday. I don't think. I mean, because I'm letting everybody else talk a little bit. Yeah. You know, so that, that kind of helps. <laughs> you, are, you are a talker. It's your gift. <sighs> I'm going to go silent now. <laughs> I went home last night. My wife's like small talking me. I'm like, nah. I'm done talking. I'm just done talking. Well, my husband's a talker too, and I she should do this for you. I Call your husband? Tell, and, no, like, I tell him, I say, you've used up all your words for the day, so can you just stop talking? <laughs> I'm never done with words. When I'm done with words, they're going to be burying me. You know, you all be sad. I'll be gone. Trish Woodward's here. Uh, she's campopportunity.org. Uh, we knew each other 40 two years ago, 44 yeah. years ago. We know each other again now. Brian's here. Santa Claus in the house. What's up? Um, and we got two more segments here. So um, I, I would recap everything we're doing, but I've gone from veterans to churches to food insecurity to children. We're going to do animals. I did animals at the beginning of the day. I did Leah Bittinger uh, here earlier from Essex. She's uh, Bring Them Home Animal Rescue. Nice. And the best part of her is she's a reformed Steeler fan. I got rid, you know, she got rid of the Steelers years ago, so I like her better now. So that's good. Tanya, is it Keats or Kites? Keats, that's what I said. Tanya Keats, show your soft side. I've always wanted to be a show your soft side model. I don't know what I need to do. Lose some weight. I, I couldn't get a prettier kitty than I have from show your soft. You know show your soft side, right? Uh, no, what is it? No, they do animals. And what they do is they, they try to get people from stop hurting animals. Awesome. And, um, you know, show your soft side. The tough guys like like my, my buddy Johnny Rollo, my, my, my former uh, Our Lady of Fatima altar boy, and football teammate, baseball teammate, and MMA tough guy. He gets his muscles and his tattoos, but you give him a little kitty and he's, he's weak, John <laughs> Rollo. So uh, I love John, and John's come on to talk about adopting his cats, and he's the one to talk me into it. He adopted a cat, and he came on my show, and he's like, it'll be the greatest thing you've ever done. Your wife's going to love you for it. This is 2000 and. 11 before my wife got cancer. So my wife and I get the cat. I'm in love with the cat from the beginning. Then my wife starts to die on me twice, gets mm. leukemia twice, in a hospital 155 nights. And all I did was stay home and the cat fell in love with me. And my wife survived and came home and the cat loved me. And then the cat died. 
and it was the worst. My my mother died mm. and my cat died four weeks apart. Mm. Oh my god! When my cat died, it was like the worst thing that's ever happened. And we readopted in thirteen days. I, I made it thirteen days. I canceled a trip to the West Coast. Chad Steele took my press credential for such things. Uh, but we had, we readopted at Baltimore Humane, and uh, we love awesome. our girl Nala. So. Uh, you ever seen yeah. our cat? You're, you're not Let Facebook me friends with me? I think well, I am. Well, listen now. She's going to be... I got to go to the right library uh, to make sure that I, that I find my, uh, the right pictures. Uh, albums, right? Because she's in my favorites. So let me get to my, my favorites album. Hold on. Favorites? There we go. Because she's, she's like the first 10 pictures of my favorites. That's my Aww. little girl. Has everybody seen my cat before? Everybody knows what she is. She's a beautiful <laughs> calico. Yeah. This is her sleeping in my wife's yoga bag, which she moves... She's my wife's cat. Yeah. She, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she loves me when my wife leaves. Right. But she loves me. But she loves. She loves my wife. That's she's, awesome. She's attached to my wife. She. She digs me. Good. When she's screaming at four in the morning, I'm the one that feeds her. So. <laughs> Good for you. All right. We're gonna talk animals uh, with Tanya. Show your soft side. Uh, we're gonna have Brian Marchetti here. I don't even know what charity he represents. I don't know. He's just sort of Santa Claus, and I know him. And his mm-hmm. sister. His sister cared for my mother till the day my mother died. Oh, that's awesome. So, special people in the house here yeah. today. We're at Costas. Bring some canned goods down. If you're listening, we're in our final hour. It's 420. Do not bring me any cannabis. I already have a sponsor. Uh, so, it's it's 420, though. It, it really is 420. <laughs> I'm looking up right now. That's it's not 421. Uh, show your soft side. Brian Marchetti. We're at Costas. Bring us some canned goods. Our friends at the Maryland Lottery. You already got, I, I, got I, like, I like throwing them out. Yeah. You get a lot. My son is here today being my executive producer. JR's kept us on the air. My wife knocked us off the air and then got us back on the air, so I'm happy with her today. We're back for more from Costas. It is a cup of Super Bowl, and uh, I'm going to make it till Friday. At least I think I am. You're doing great. Not sure. We'll find out. <laughs> 